Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy Whether one line of plot holes or gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And welcome to the 2016 Year Unspectacular. Spectacular! A lot on the way today, but first, our movie of this week, yes. Four Rooms. Woo! 1995 uh, comedy? Yeah, it's definitely a it's comedy. comedy. It's yeah. definitely a comedy. Uh, four different directors, a whole bunch of stuff, but first. You a little thirsty, sweetie? I am. By the way, here's to a spectacular year and to an upcoming wonderful year. Indeed. Merry 2016 going into 17. Ding! 2016 going, going on, on 17. <laughs> and our first beer of the evening comes from Epic Brewing. Epic Brewing. He brought this back from his travels across the world. That's right. Into the snow-covered tundra that is Utah. That is the city of salt. And Lake, Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> uh, lakes. <laughs> and this is the Brainless series, a little brainless raspberries from Epic Brewing. It's a bit of a, I guess it's kind of a wild ale with raspberries, um, but it's pretty sweet. Got it in a can here, so let's do this. Woo! Woo! He popped the top. And in the pool? Mm. All right. What color is that, sweetie? I would say this is like a rosé color almost. Yeah. It's like a, a dark gold with definitely hints of red. Mm-hmm. Mm, definitely get raspberries on the uh, on the aroma. My mouth is watering just sniffing it. Yes, indeed. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, the brainless. Sorry. It's uh, mm. it's their Belgian style. With, That's uh, right. They do the various fruits and stuff. It's like a Belgian golden ale with the fruits in it. It is delicious. Indeed. It's not quite sour, definitely raspberry-ish. The mm. Belgian lends really well to it. I'm being smothered by a cat. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> raspberry too. Or he, sorry. Cats are like raspberries. I'm Cat's Troy! I'm Cat's Troy! <laughs> I want raspberry! You can eat a raspberry for hours. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, not a bad beer at all. Very no. light, refreshing. Mm-hmm. Not very healthy or sweet, really. Yeah, it's just like I said, a lot of, yeah. it actually tastes a lot like a brose or something. Uh, what is the ABV on this one? Five point two percent. All right, easing us in. Exactly, <laughs> working us up to our big one at the end. Woo! Pretty our epic finale. Epic finale. <laughs> That'll be funny later. <laughs> <laughs> You told yourself that. Four rooms. Four rooms. 
It's uh, basically one of those, uh, what do they call it, like the, the vignette movies where it's like the four stories. You see it with horror all the time where it's like really four ideas kind of brought together into one film. Yeah, I honestly really like this genre of film. I do too. I particularly enjoy it the way, when they do it the way this one is done, where they have a through character who yeah. has an established personality and a way he acts as a... The four directors can keep him being his character while putting him through these very drastic and different situations. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. It came out in 95. I was, what, 14 when it came out? Mm-hmm. I really liked at least three quarters of this movie. <laughs> oh, I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it might surprise you. Okay. Anyway, so the first uh, vignette, I guess, is The Honeymoon Suite, mm-hmm. in which uh, Tim Roth plays Ted the Bellhop, um, I guess kind of based on the Jerry Lewis character bellhop from the 50s or 60s mm-hmm. or something. You know, Tarantino's a big fan of those movies. Um, but yeah, he goes to the honeymoon suite. Well, first it starts out with uh, the old bellhop. Oh, yes, yes. Passing on the wisdom of the old hotel, the, was it the Monsignor? Uh, uh, yeah, Monsignor, yeah. And uh, and basically tell him, like, it's New Year's Eve, shit's going to get weird. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this for 60 years. <laughs> you just keep your dick in your pants, you're going to be all right. <laughs> and this is how you ask for a tip. Exactly. <laughs> you know, all the important information a bellhop should know. Exactly. <laughs> Does it happen? We'll see. Uh, so the first call comes from the honeymoon suite. Mm-hmm. They have a few requests and stuff. Some ladies are checking in, including mm-hmm. uh, Val- Valerie Bellino, Madonna, Lily Tyler. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. an eclectic mix of ladies. And they are all smoking. They are smoking. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, this is probably the one vignette I really didn't care for. Really? Really? This would have been the one I thought you'd been all up inside There are boobs. There are boobs. Plenty Lots of breastages. Um, just didn't care for the whole... All right, move this along. Well, wasn't that funny? Wasn't anyway. Uh, they're a coven of witches, <coughs> and they're going to bring back their goddess Diana. I think it was. I forget her name, but I can pull it up. Keep telling us about the story. <laughs> I remember, I, 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 <laughs> the only thing I remember is they were talking about her and like showing the bellhop, and then the, like showed the picture, and then Diana was like dancing with an S and M girl, Pretty and then it ends with a smack on the ass, and I'm like. All right, I can get into this. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they're there to reverse a spell cast on their goddess Diana, uh, Amanda de Clodonette, uh, 40 years ago. In order to create it, they must place an ingredient into a large cauldron for the ritual. However, one, Ion Sky, has yet to retrieve her special ingredient, semen. <laughs> and she is told she has one hour to retrieve it, which uh, she seduces the initially redu- reluctant Ted has sex with him in the cauldron, and after he leaves, they complete the ritual, and Diana can be seen emerging from the cauldron. Yeah, that's that's pretty much a great summation of the first story. <laughs> <laughs> I like when they're all like doing their offerings, and they have like the you know the rhyming pentameter, Maybe, like yeah. it's a like, like it's Shakespeare or something. <laughs> and then the last, I was hot, so hot, I swallowed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Breathing fire, which is just losing their shit. Was it Madonna who was laughing, like falling over? She's laughing so yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to use your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a funny little. Uh, yeah. Okay, now that I think about it more, I did kind of enjoy this one. 
Um, oh, the, but, the 14 year old you was probably very uncomfortable with all the women all so secure in their sexuality. Or I just wasn't paying attention, maybe, now that I'm a little older. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, there's boobs. Oh, look at them. Look at them. Oh my god. This isn't funny, but boobs. boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh What's my happening? God. My pants are shrinking. That one's touching the other one's boobs. What do I do? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What does she mean she swallowed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> swallowed what? what? What are you talking about? Let me check the internet. Anyway. Um, the, the director of that segment was uh, Allison Anders. And you may be wondering... What's she from, Sam? What's she from? Uh, just small, random small films. Um, mostly lesbianist stories. Um, nothing I heard of. However, she won a MacArthur grant that same year the movie came out. Oh. So apparently she's a genius. So uh, so apparently that is much like an Oscar in that you're going to have to do something terrible. Then do <laughs> you win it. Win an Oscar and a Razzie the same year? <laughs> you won a MacArthur Grant and, I, I don't know, a Lifetime Supply of Mountain Dew. Woo! <laughs> 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 I love Mountain Dew, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> a Lifetime Supply of the Missing Ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, that leads us to the second story. Um, I forget which one it's called. I think it's room called, like, 404, The, wrong, the room. wrong Man. The Wrong Man, okay. Yeah, I thought it was The Wrong Room. Written and directed by Alexander Rockwell. Yes. Um, you may be wondering, what else has he done? What's he done, Yeah. Uh, he did a movie called Pete Smalls is Dead, which apparently got big praise in the 90s. I never heard of it. Never heard of it. Uh, he's also been married to Karen Parsons since 2003. Who's Karen Parsons? She's uh she's been in a couple things. I know her mostly as uh, the girl from Ladies Man. Oh, <laughs> Julie, you know, I am Julie's piano. <laughs> it's a great movie. Check it out. Um, but yeah, he directed this one. Stars uh, Jessica Beals and David Proval. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Ted's delivering ice, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's supposed to go to room uh four oh nine. Wait, uh. Yeah, some different room, but. Uh, the guy's, yep. like, drunk and, like, what room is this? Uh, 404, I think. And w- the last number's broken off on it. So he gets a call from, like, a party who wants yeah. more ice for their party. But when he shows up at the room, there it says 4-0, and then there's a faint outline. Is it a 9? Is it 4? Who really knows? Yeah. And by, by the way, fun fact, you know who plays the uh, the guy who calls it in, the drunk guy? Who? Producer Lawrence Bender, who oh. produced, like, every Tarantino movie and stuff. Interessante. <laughs> cool. The drunk party goer. Exactly. I think it's, like, a <laughs> drunk pukey guy or something like that. <laughs> but he walks in. It's a dark room. Hello, do you want some ice? And then... <laughs> there's a gun held to his head. <laughs> and he's let in. And there's a woman tied to a chair. And it's the girl from Striptease. Or, er, not Striptease. God damn it. Flashdance. Last dance. <laughs> Jessica Biel. Um, and they're having a, a bit of a marital spat, it seems. Well, usually when a wife is tied to a chair and held at gunpoint <laughs> by her husband, we, we might call that a spat. <laughs> Apparently, um, the husband, uh, I forget his name in this show, but uh, he thinks that his wife has been unfaithful with someone named Theodore. Completely unrelated to the bellhop Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Just a mere coincidence, apparently. Don't call me Theodore. call me Theodore. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Tim Roth. 
Sling Ted in oh, this movie. Ted. He's oh. pretty fucking entertaining, He's right? spectacular. <laughs> He does he he does pratfalls excellently yeah. during this the the whole film he, he has his character like he's got Ted locked in he doesn't want to be called Theodore yeah. he doesn't really know what he's doing but he's got a lot of pride in what he does do yeah it, 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 like very straight like English like Elsa and then like immediately into fucking pretty pretty amazing yeah well the first segment he almost doesn't even speak I thought he was going to be silent yeah that's true he's like. Yeah, so the yeah. second one, Marital Spat, uh, mm. starts going downhill quick because uh, little, the guy with the gun's a little drunk. What? <laughs> it's, it's Sig- Siegfried? Sig- yes. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Siegfried or Sigmund or something. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. Siegfried. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, fun stuff. Um, Let's see. Yeah, it goes quickly downhill and then... <laughs> And then they escape somehow. <laughs> all right, let's see. Upon r- arriving at room 404, Ted finds himself in the middle of a fantasy hostage situation between husband and wife. Siegfried, hi, I was right. The husband maniacally accuses Ted, who he calls Theodore, having slept with his wife Angela, Jennifer Beals. At gunpoint, Ted is made to participate in the scenario with uncertainty about the real, what's real and what is fantasy. At one point, he is stuck in... Uh, in the bathroom window, and a party guest from the beginning of the segment appears above him, uttering the word ice and vomiting. Ice? Eventually, well. Ted escapes from a diff- <laughs> uh, with just as a different party guest, Paul Skemp, appears, looking for room 404, and is greeted by Siegfried in the same manner in which Ted was at the beginning of the segment. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> he just joined the party. <laughs> it's not fully right. clear if these events take place in room 404 or 409. The party guest's room is one floor above, which suggests that Siegfried's room is indeed room 404. 504 is room there on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adding to this uncertainty, the door reads 40 blank, with a faint outline of what could be a 4 or a 9. However, Siegfried answers the phone at one point and is later revealed that the call is connecting to room 409. Yeah, interesting. Mystery! Mystery! Shall we open up another beverage in honor of finishing up that room? Certainly. (laughs) <laughs> Let's see, something a little light. How about, also from Salt Lake City, we have Uinta <laughs> Brewing, Baba Black Lager. Baba Black Lager, have you any boo? Yes, I do. Three cups full. Alright, wait, what? Woo! There's the c- can. Alright. So, in case you didn't know, uh, Steve is from Utah. What, Shaka? Beehive! And, <laughs> and he just made his yearly pilgrimage out there. Yeah, it's Christmas season. Had to go see the family. It was fantastic. Good times. Mm-hmm. And he always brings me back beer as a trophy. That's right. Had to bring a gift. She's taking a sip of this dark, beautiful lager. Mm. Like midnight. This is a very good black lager. Indeed. A lot of black lagers are just kind of like, I think, a gimmick. This one... It's uh, it's got a great like you get a fruity refreshingness from the the lager portion like you almost get a little green apple, yeah. And then the toastiness kind of gives it a fullness like a stout. I this is really really yeah. It's really got a little little coffee and stuff to it. Mm-hmm. I I had my mom try some a couple times just to mm-hmm. see if she could be consistent with it. She kept saying it was too hoppy. I don't think she knows what hoppy means. She doesn't know what hoppy is. Yeah. <laughs> this does have a burnt taste quality. Yeah, yeah. It's too not Coors Light. I don't know. Oh, Sorry God. about that. You just got dumped by a cat. Not a cat. Yeah. The other podcat. Podcast <laughs> <Pistol>. Detroit. <laughs> it, was, it was his brother. 
Uh, not Pollux, Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Pickles Troy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a movie that's got to come up on there. <laughs> oh, okay, so. Uh, I've always wanted to say that to somebody on the bus if they were being a dick. Just go up to them and be like, I want to take your face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Right. Hey, honey, I got arrested. I did that thing. Now the next room. The next room. The misbehaviors. The misbehaviors. And we're introduced to Antonio Banderas, I think actually shortly before Desperado. So he wasn't really <laughs> even a known thing. Or maybe the same year or something. <laughs> uh, and uh, his wife, I don't know who plays his wife. Tamlin uh, Tomita. There you go. And then the two adorable children who I think would grow up to be spy kids or something. No, no, it's, I think it's... Sarah uh, and Wancho. There you go. Um, they, uh, <laughs> they basically, Antonio Banderas and his wife want to go party. And so mm-hmm. they call the bellhop to babysit. Or, you know, keep an eye They're on the kids. Pay him five hundred dollars yes. to keep an eye on his children, and Bell Hoppet. That is at first like doesn't really want to do it. He's got the rest of the hotel to take care of. Yeah. Uh, but then they they flash cash in front of him, and he's like, "All right, yeah, I can do it. I can do it." By the way, <laughs> also Ted's the only person in the entire hotel yes. working apparently that night because it's New Year's Eve. Oh, by the way, it's New Year's Eve in this movie. I, I'm not sure that was mentioned at the beginning. <laughs> no, we did at the beginning. We, we were did? talking oh, okay. about his. Uh, awesome. Yeah, when he was being. Uh, the, what do you call it? Um, when he he was being introduced by the old bellhop. Yeah, it, uh, so, like, is it his first day and he's the only one running I the hotel? So. Yeah, that's one thing I never really got about this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, welcome to the team. Now you can run everything yourself on the busiest day of the year. There only appear to be six rooms occupied, though. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least with interesting stories. I'm sure the rest are like, uh, eh, they pretty much take care of themselves. Um, but, yeah. So, he's babysitting, sort of. He's basically uh, tells them, okay, you can be up until, I think it was like 10 o'clock or something, and then I'm going to put you to bed. <laughs> you can go Pretty to sleep, I'll put you to sleep. <laughs> it says here, Ted is responsible for the entire hotel and can't actually stay in the room with the kids, but he tells them to be on their best behavior and watch television. As soon as he leaves, they begin to squabble, squabble and proceed to both explore and vandalize the room. Manage to explode a bottle of champagne in the process. Yeah, and they draw on the a little little target on the painting, mm-hmm. and they're throwing syringes they found. And <laughs> yes, uh, they they call up Ted for to get some toothbrushes mm-hmm. to brush their teeth, and he puts them to bed and makes them stay in bed by putting ointment on top of their yes. eyelids. Uh, which the little girl just jumps up and washes it right off yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah, he's like, my mother used to do this to me. Right to sleep. You can't open your eyes because it stings. And later she wipes out like, we just wiped it off. You never did that growing up. <laughs> and it's like a big puzzled look like, oh, yeah, not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not the brightest, but... <laughs> All right, let's um, see. So it says... Um, then they call them up because there's a smell. <laughs> well, all right, so they, uh, they, wash, off, they wash themselves off. Uh, they summon Ted once again. He arrives to see a scene of mass chaos. Painting in the room, which they used to play darts with a syringe. Target is scribbled on it with lipstick. Wancho uh, has a cigarette in his mouth. Sarah has a bottle of liquor in her hand. Television is set to the adult channel. They found the corpse of a dead prostitute, played by Patricia Vaughn, stuffed into the box spring. Well, Ted tries to quell the chaos. Sarah stabs him in the leg with a syringe because he repeatedly calls the dead woman a whore and Wancho accidentally sets the room on fire with a cigarette. At this point, their father arrives home carrying his passed out wife, looks around the room and goes, so did they misbehave? (laughs) 
End scene. <laughs> yeah, that one is I, a really fun one. It really is. Yeah, you guys, if you're watch this movie, absolutely watch that portion. Mm-hmm. I know a couple times I've watched it just kind of skip into that one and watching the last two scenes. <laughs> There's a dead whore! There's a dead whore! <laughs> yeah, good times. Um, All right, so, uh, and then there's Ted's phone call to Betty. <coughs> yes, played by Kathy Griffin, right? <laughs> yeah. So after the events of room... Oh, and Marissa Tomei cameo, because she's the <laughs> one actually answers the phone and then hands it to Kathy Griffin. <laughs> so after the events of room 309, un- an unsettled Ted calls his boss, Betty, played by Kathy Griffin, uh, to quit. After a prolonged conversation with Margaret, Marissa Tomei, uh, he gets Betty on the phone and quits, but calls... But a call from the penthouse comes in. Betty reasons with him and convinces him to tend to their needs due to the importance of continued Hollywood business at the hotel. So then they go to the penthouse suite, the man from Hollywood. <laughs> Which is Steve's favorite portion of this. It kind of is. I, I don't know. The Misbehaviors is really good. <laughs> oh, did we say who directed the Misbehaviors? Oh, no, we didn't. It was Robert Rodriguez, one of my <laughs> my favorite directors of... <laughs> Random ass movies like uh, the El Mariachi trilogy, including Desperado and Spy Kids. <laughs> yeah, Spy Kids Two, uh, Planet Terror. <laughs> oh, Machete and Machete Kills and Machete Kills in Space. <laughs> Hopefully, coming in 2017. <laughs> please, please, please. Yeah, it's a great movie. Oh, and From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of good. Maybe not the most. Like Academy Award nominee kind of movie. High entertainment value. Very entertaining movie. though. Yeah, very, <laughs> very hands on. Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, he did the misbehaviors. But then the final segment is from a little known director called Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yes, Tarantino. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you may have heard of him. I think he directed a movie called uh, Oh. Um, uh, it was about fiction. Oh, Jackie Brown. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody um, loves Jackie Brown, right? And uh, that Django uh, movie? <laughs> the Django Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, yeah, it's Quentin, you know. <laughs> and, and one of my favorites, Death Proof. Everybody hates that fucking movie. I love Death Proof. That right. movie's pretty good. <laughs> By the way, that may be in a future episode as well. <laughs> Wait, I thought we only did bad movies. <laughs> yeah, so, in the last segment, goes up. Uh, the the man in the penthouse has a couple requests. Uh, he needs a cutting board, a giant cleaver, oh. a ball of Wait. string or twine. Or they something. request a block of wood, <laughs> oh, a donut, a ball of twine, three nails, <laughs> a club sandwich, a bucket of ice, an extremely sharp hatchet, as sharp as the devil himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very important. Very important. Um, <laughs> but also up there in the penthouse with uh, Mr. Tarantino actually makes an appearance in this as the man what? from Hollywood, the main director guy. Uh, there's also a gentleman named Bruce Willis, although he's not credited in the movie. More on that later. Uh, and then Angela comes back from uh, the wrong room. She's up there. In what? a bathrobe and her hair done up in a towel. Like she just showered. Yep. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> By the way, if you hear something in the background, I don't know if this is picking it up. Uh, Castor Troy apparently is murdering some victims in our hall. 
Yeah, somebody got him catnip for Christmas, and so now he's losing his crap every couple of minutes. <laughs> it's not catnip. It was just some little jingly bell mice. Oh, oh, well. With the jingly bells already chewed off. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. At least we're not hearing that. <laughs> yes, but they have a proposition for Ted. Yes, they do. A very interesting proposition. So Ted is asked to take part of a challenge. Chester's friend, Norman, Paul, played by Paul uh, Calderon, has, uh, has bet that he can light his Zippo lighter ten times in a row. If he succeeds, Norman will win Chester's car. But if he fails, Chester's pinky will be cut off. Ted is asked to wield the hatchet and cut off Norman's pinky should he fail. He initially tries to leave, but Chester persuades him to stay by offering him $100 up front and another $1,000 if he performs his assigned role. Yes. I believe it's repeatedly mentioned for like a second's worth of work. Exactly. Not a bad deal, or is it? Dun dun dun. Norman's lighter fails on the first try and Oh, spoiler alert. Oh. Fails on the first try. Ah my fucking finger says scoops of the money. <laughs> and he just uh <laughs> proceeds to trot right out of there while everybody is trying to figure what to do. <laughs> now, that's a quick summation of the last scene. It's really a good it's 20, a 30 minutes of them swearing and, of course, Tarantino okay. doing his dialogue thing of just explaining. And the joy of that scene is their dialogue back and forth. Yes. Like, I specifically was, like, not going into that because that is what makes that scene. It really is. It's, it's just a scene about a stranger cutting a guy's pinky off. <laughs> Everybody's interaction with each other. Bruce Willis cursing in the Bruce background. Bruce Willis in the background talking to his ex-wife or his <laughs> producer or something. It's just, his wife is mad and his producer's trying to convince him to like not come home because he's drunk. Yeah. His wife wants him home. Um, it's oh, it's so good. Just everything about that that is the best segment. Yeah. Hands down. I would agree with that as well. Yeah. And then as he's walking away, the credits start rolling. The <laughs> <laughs> song from the beginning. And yeah. That's By the way, rooms. The uh, the intro and the outro on this movie with the it's uh, kind of Pink Panther inspired. Oh yeah, the, the with a little cartoon guy. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah, the the nineties had a couple of those, but yeah, this is definitely yeah. one of the the best ones. It's totally like a Wiley Coyote thing, and <laughs> mm. <laughs> kind of like it. But yeah, yeah. So four rooms. Watch it. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Watch it for New Year's. Watch it for New Year's, which is today. Woo! Woo! Yeah, I even had my mom watch this movie, and she enjoyed it. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she well, really enjoyed your, it. I can see your mom enjoying it. She's been around a couple uh, hippies <laughs> in her day. Like little, little witch likers. She's, she's been a party girl before. Mm. Well, fun facts. Fun facts. fun facts. Super fun facts. Super fun facts. A uh, number of cameos in this movie. Um... The lady who was on the, the Naughty Channel oh, in, yeah? in the Misbehavior segment, that was Salma Hayek doing her little dances. Oh! Yeah. Uh, I mentioned Lawrence Bender, uh, Quinn Arantino, of course, was in it, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> Marissa Tomei, Kathy Griffin, like a, <laughs> a bunch of random people just kind of pop up in this movie. It's pretty sweet. He's like, hey, we need to borrow you for an hour. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Anything right? for Quinn Arantino. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was also filled at the Chateau Marmont in Los Angeles. Ooh. 
they would probably never have the mistake of only having one bellhop there. <laughs> I'm assuming not. <laughs> not not good Belushi. Other fun facts. Uh, as I mentioned, Bruce Willis was not credited in this movie. And that was because he worked for free, mm. which is a violation of SAG rules. He just did it for shits and giggles. In the final 21-minute segment, The Man from Hollywood, the word fuck is said 193 times. Wow. Fuck me, that's a lot. That's a lot of fucks. That's every nine seconds for 21 <laughs> minutes Damn. That actually oh. doesn't seem like that much. Yeah. Really know it. When you say it that way. <laughs> they come in waves. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> fuck me, fuck you, fuck her, whatever. Yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> um, and also, the car that uh, his buddy, was it Chester or whatever, is yes. trying to win, is the uh, same car John Travolta drove in uh, Pulp Fiction. Because ah, it's Quentin Tarantino's, well, yeah. I think, yeah. So it makes sense. He had it on hand. Yeah. Doesn't that car have a cameo in From Dust Till Dawn, I feel like? I think it might. I don't, I don't know, From Dust Till Dawn. I'm sure it's been in a few other things. Probably. But yeah. He probably puts it in every movie he can. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see the classic muscle car. Oh, yeah, I got one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got it, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the role of Ted the Bellhop was written with Steve Buscemi in mind. Oh. And so Tim Roth. Tim Roth just killed it. He totally did. Yeah. I don't know if Steve Buscemi would have had the same gravitas. I don't know. Yeah, what was what what made Tim or uh what made Ted Blair so good in this was that he you could see his composure yeah. that he he's a proper, proper man. Yeah. Or at least he put on the airs. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, that's uh enjoyed fun facts I got for this mm -hmm. this one. So what did you learn from this movie, Steve? Ooh, what did I learn from this movie? <laughs> Uh, which is going to be kind of hot. I learned never swallow. <laughs> <laughs> it only gets you in trouble to come in. <laughs> Giggity. Um. <laughs> and also, children are evil. That is true. Children are absolute evil. <laughs> children are pure evil and will fuck you at every corner they can. I also learned never trust a lighter. Nope. Ever. Nope. Ever. Nope. Ever. Also... Quentin Tarantino likes donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think I think. Or was it Bruce Willis who ate the donut? No, I think I think Jessica Beals. No, she was the sandwich. She had a sandwich. Oh yeah, it was Quentin. Yeah, he's like, thank you. <laughs> who doesn't like donuts though? Donuts are fucking um, awesome. Another thing I learned. Um, wait, so you're saying that whole gun with her tied to the chair thing that was a fantasy thing? That's what this write-up uh, claimed. Okay, that it was a sexual fantasy. That's why they kept replaying it. That's why they... they oh, when the, the when the new guy comes in. When the new guy comes in. It was a okay, sex game. That, that does make a little bit It's, a, it's a sex game taken a little too far. Yeah. And that's why she just showered and went up and joined another party. I guess. Oh, yeah, she was down at the pool or whatever. and mm -hmm. I, I think it was mentioned last part. Yeah. That's why this lady down at the pool invited me up or something like that. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. But, yeah. Four rooms. Check Four it rooms. out. Coming up, though, on this year-end spectacular! We go over the episodes we've done this year. Oh, Jesus. Just real quick. But first... How many of them were I drunk for? Oh, I assume all of them towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, I think this is our 43rd episode. Holy cow! Yeah, right? Go up. We're going to go over these, and uh, I'll, I'll just kind of go... What I'm thinking is we go over the movies, say a quick thing we remember about the movie, 
spend a couple seconds on it, yay or nay. It's basically what we remember, because there's a lot of movies we've seen this past year. There are a lot of movies we've seen. And then coming up, looking forward to our picks of the year for Woo! best movies. Yeah! And worst movies. Yeah! <laughs> and then to 2017 for movies coming out that will most definitely be on this podcast at one point. All of this and nothing else when we return? Exactly. (laughs) When everything I learned from movies returns! Ba-ba! Alright, welcome back, everybody. Woo! Now, for our year in review, we thought we would do (coughs) a nice little uh, beer edition here. This is the Trader Joe's 2016 Vintage Ale. Mmm. a dark ale brewed with spices and natural flavor added. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is 9%. All right. And it's in one of these Belgian top things. So while I'm uh, trying to get this taken care of. So we've actually had uh, other editions of this beer. We've had the 2014 and the 2015. And uh, I've always really enjoyed it. Woo! Ooh. Actually, not yeah. the camera over here. <laughs> Sorry to everybody's ears, everybody. That was a lot louder than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And four? Don't yep. want to stir this one yep. up too bad, so we're not going to lug it too hard. Yeah. So this is a dark ale. Ooh. Ooh look at that. It's a dark ale with uh, kind of coppery highlights, khaki-colored head. Khaki. Mm. Khaki. Definitely has a spiced ale aroma to it. Mmm. Mm. Uh, typically a very winter warmer variety with different spices and like a Christmas. Yeah, I think this might have been blended with some older beer because I'm getting a little bit of that aged sherry flavor. Um, very delightful that it tastes kind yeah. of Belgian-y. Yeah, like a Belgian, a little bit of Venus notes on it. Yeah, very delightful. You can definitely get mm. some of the spices in there. What's a delightful beverage. Yeah, absolutely. What, what ABV is that, my love? Oh, that's 9%. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty potent one. Excellent. A lot of good stuff in it. Just turning around it. So 2016, our first year of this podcast. Woo! 43 episodes, including this one. Hot damn. Do you remember our first episode? I do. Yes, the, the movie we watched that actually got us thinking, you know, we should do a podcast about movies <laughs> kind of like this. And you know what? We should talk about this beer we're drinking, because I really like this beer we're drinking. Exactly. It was Tremors 5, Bloodlines. Ah, uh, we got to do all of the Tremors anthology, although we cover a lot of them in yeah, that Yeah, we kind of did in that first episode. <laughs> that was, I remember our first couple episodes being like an hour and a half. I'm like, all right, we gotta, we got to cut it down a little bit. Keep well, it, keep it 20 going. minutes of that was you talking about movies that were coming up. <laughs> that oh, that's were, true. Yeah, 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 later in the year, and we only <laughs> saw half of them anyway. <laughs> yeah, if that. Yeah, if that. Um, yeah, Tremors by Bloodlines, what do you remember? Oh, I remember wanting to kill Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> he was really fucking annoying. He was such an extreme motorcyclist. And, and I remember that everything's bigger in Africa. <laughs> if you got ass blasters, you got graboids. Ah, it's true! <laughs> need you, need you every day. Uh, Our second episode, Congo. <laughs> Steve's favorite movie. <laughs> really kind of is. <laughs> The more I think about it, the more I want it to be better than it was. <laughs> <laughs> you like that movie for one reason and one reason alone. Ernie Hudson. What, not not a talking ape? You don't give two shits about the it? rest of it. You want Ernie Hudson. <laughs> Ernie Hudson needs to be in more things. In that particular role. 
That's true. Monroe <laughs> Kelly. If Bernie Hudson was Monroe Kelly in every movie, you would see every movie. Absolutely. You would be in every movie. <laughs> Monroe <laughs> Kelly in The Revenant. <laughs> Monroe Kelly in The Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> Batman versus Monroe Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give two shits that your mother's name is Martha. <laughs> <laughs> My mother's name is Mumba. <laughs> and our third episode, Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Lep in the Hood is up to no good. <laughs> oh, God. I, one thing I remember about that is we need to see Leprechaun in space. Or just no more Leprechaun movies, you know, whichever. <laughs> whichever way it goes. Uh, the Night of the Lepus. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'd never even seen I that. I had never even knew such a movie existed. <laughs> you didn't even hear about it. <laughs> no. You're welcome. Uh, the Forest Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys don't remember Night of the Lepus, check out our past episodes at eilfm.podbean.com. <laughs> Hours of listening pleasure await you. <laughs> Says Paula Tompkins. Says Paula Tompkins. <laughs> also fans of the podcast? Yeah. Uh, episode number five, Day of the Dolphin. Yes! <laughs> That's all I remember about that movie. <laughs> no, you're Oh, remember. I remember the, the greatest, the greatest vine in movie history. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're talking about? You should check out our past episodes. And if you want to get more intrigued, do what uh, Izzy did and show me a poster for the movie where it shows George C. Scott looking at a ship and says something like, he trained them to, uh, he, they they had him train him to dolphins, but he was really training him to be assassins. Yes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Thank you to Allison Rosen for that movie recommendation. <laughs> Allison Rosen. Yeah. Number six was our first fan pick episode, and it came out to be The Mummy. Woo! Which is not a bad movie. It is not. The first movie is fantastic. It is so much fun. That is a fun movie. Oh, uh, they're remaking it. Uh. <laughs> Seeing remakes. Number seven, The Saint. Oh, Val yeah. Kilmer and Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth oh, Shue making math and science. <laughs> <laughs> so how does cold fusion work? Well, it's actually very simple. Let Let's me do fade to the vaccine. No, no, go back to the Dr. Shue. <laughs> this is bullshit. Uh, and number eight was uh, a birthday special. One of my favorites growing up. Baby Secret of the Lost Legend. Aww. You know, yeah. baby dinosaur. No baby dinosaurs. <laughs> and Sean Young and the greatest American hero. <laughs> and oh my god. <laughs> One of the things I remember about that movie is they're flying in the plane, chasing after his wife. And he's like, and he asked the pilot what he would do in the situation. Like, if it was up to me, I'd smack the bitch. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, 1985, everybody. Episode number nine The Terminator. Love that fucking movie. Not a bad movie. No further explanation needed. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, followed by number ten, Timeline. Yes, that's an amazing movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. It was Time Travel Month. That's right. And, Terminator and, and that was we did uh, Terminator for Mother's Day. We did. That's right. <laughs> Aww, for all the moms out there. 
Because <laughs> we're romantic that way. But yeah, timeline. Timeline. Uh, you can use mirrors to travel through time. That's right. Travel back to ancient falls. En français. En français. Followed by episode number 11, Free Jack. <laughs> <laughs> One Mississippi, two, two Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> oh, God. That is not a good movie, but possibly Mick Jagger's greatest role. <laughs> yes, yes, I will go out on a limb. Yes. Cur- greatest role to date. To date, that's true. He's, I, I think he's due to be in uh, Power Rangers this year. Anyway. <laughs> uh, episode number 13, no, 12. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Yeah, <laughs> Turtles in Time! People mask this place. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. Yeah. I'm just shaking. She's in judgment. Um, you know, as bad as that movie was, possibly better than Out of the Shadows? I don't even remember Out of the Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was the first one on the list where I don't even remember. Yeah. Oh, well, we, we're not quite there yet. Oh, Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, no, I still barely remember that movie. Number 13, Time Rider, The Legend of Lin Swan. That is a fucking goddamn American <laughs> treasure. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, if you haven't seen this movie, check it out. It's my own grandpa. (gasps) Spoiler alert. (laughs) And then uh, our first guest host with episode 14. Uh, Sally joined us for Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, hi Sally! That was was a fun movie. That was a fun movie. I'm so glad. I didn't even know that movie existed until she brought it up. Yeah, I'd seen bits and pieces, but yeah, it's definitely a great little movie. Uh, I think Christopher Guest did it. It's in that mockumentary kind of style. Yes, if you enjoy mockumentaries, go look that up. It's a fun movie. Episode 15, The Highlander Cinematic Universe. Oh, Jesus. Our first which was worse. (laughs) (laughs) I am standing by. Of the versions we watched, (laughs) the Highlander 2 version we watched was a much better film than the Highlander version 3 that we watched. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm not saying every version will come out equally of the two that we particularly compared. I will go ahead and fight for so that. The, the renegade cut of number two. Yes. And the Netflix version of Highlander 3. Yes. Lord of Illusions or whatever the hell <laughs> the subtitle was. I don't know. So the one with Mario Van Peebles. Talking like Harvey Feinstein. <laughs> uh, Mario Van, Van Peebles in his gayest role ever. Ooh, that's a challenge. Find out now. Number coming 16. up next on everything we learned. The gayest rolls of episode sixteen was another fan pick from our uh, Stallone Target four pack. It was Woo-hoo! over the top. <laughs> yeah, over the top. Oh, uh, that movie is just uh, fun. Such a horrible father. <laughs> oh, he's the worst. I still wish up when he drove his. Uh, Mack truck through the front door of the mansion. Maybe the door landed on a, <laughs> a, a, a housemaid or something, and then it's like, oh my god, that's murder. That's vehicular right. manslaughter. Movie over. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. We, they they established the grandpa was a bad guy. He could have just placed the body somewhere in there, right? Just because he's Robert Loggia doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Have you ever seen The Rockford Files? Yes. It's true. He's always the bad guy. In <laughs> like nine or ten episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Even his name changes. He still remains the same bad guy. Uh, episode 17. 
Revolution. Do you remember that oh, one? Oh, Jesus. Yes. Al Pacino during the American Revolution. Oh, that movie was pointless. It was. They're literally, like, that is one of those movies that, much like Indiana Jones, if he had just gotten killed in the first scene, everything still would have exactly happened as it did. He yeah. did not change anything. But the movie would have been an hour and a half shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Izzy do every movie in three minutes. <laughs> they decide in the third scene. <laughs> or we pull out the Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> Everything after this point, Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> uh, Episode 18. You told me he was dead the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Episode 18. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. That was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I would give that movie that. It was enjoyable for a kid's flick. Especially a straight to... VHS kids flick or whatever. I had not seen it. I was absolutely expecting the worst, and it uh, it, it delivered. Speaking of expecting the worst, episode nineteen, The Devil's Advocate. Oh, that movie's amazing. It's a fucking cinematic masterpiece. That movie was made for our podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god, Pacino is the devil. Oh, I'm sorry, John. Mil- He's the fucking devil. <laughs> you saw the previews, fire uh, exploding behind him, and. Ah! Keanu Reeves as a lawyer. He's a bad thing to your landlord! Sure, at least they're on tits. <laughs> oh, Keanu doing possibly one of his best actions. <laughs> oh, baby! <laughs> oh, my God. You my... Have... Go out and watch that movie, everyone, right now. Stop this podcast and go watch that movie. All right, I'm on it. Episode 20, Event Horizon. That movie's a treasure. <laughs> that movie really is warming on me. I the used more, to think the least of it possible. The more I watch it, the more I love that movie. <laughs> the more you tie it into every cinematic universe. <laughs> that movie, no, the Event Horizon has touched every spaceship. It's true. But it's when you start tying into, like, episodes of Murder, She Wrote, where I have to <laughs> kind of stop you right there, like, I don't know, sweetie, maybe Angela Lansbury didn't go in the sphere. <laughs> it wasn't Murder, oh, sure. What were we watching where they were inside the Event Horizon? <laughs> <laughs> There's many movies. No, we were just watching something the other day. Um, they went underground, and they busted through basically oh, the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple X. Triple X, State of the Union. State of the Union. is like... Wait, are they aboard the Event Horizon now? They went down into the basement. Yeah. Uh, basically, they Anyway, were... coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save it. Yeah. Uh, episode 21, Sphere. Oh, that movie. <laughs> oh, that movie. Michael Crichton has not got the short end of the stick on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Timeline, this one. Uh, plenty of others to choose from we haven't yeah. yet. Uh, the, the books apparently just don't get adapted well. But. The thing is, his books are very involved, yeah. um, and to try and convert a lot of that information into you know into movie thi- a movie scenario, it it just comes off as stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's true. By stupid movie scenario, episode twenty two, the core. Oh yeah. The movie that Steve made the best noise about. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to admit, Stanley Tucci's finest freak out. Plan C! <laughs> Jumpstart the planet somehow? Are you out of your mind? I'm sorry, I thought that was the entire basis of this movie. 
<laughs> Apparently that was one of the uh, producer notes. Or <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we read the script, and um, not, not that well. Oh. Uh, so yeah, the core. Uh, are you looking something up on your phone? I am. All right, well, in the meantime, episode 23, <laughs> Showgirls. Oh, yeah, the source of many of Steve's memes. <laughs> you subscribed yet? <laughs> <laughs> to see Steve's memes, you should follow... What is it? EILFM.podbean.com. That's everything I learned from movies, acronym.podbean.com. <laughs> or on Twitter at EILFM... Uh, no, wait. Yeah, what's your Twitter at, handle? At EILF Movies. <laughs> uh, same with Instagram. And of course, we're on the Facebook. It's going to get put everywhere. Subscribe to one. Subscribe to all. Get it all. <laughs> if you want to see all of the memes, you better subscribe to all of them. Episode 24 <laughs> Eraser. <laughs> you remember that one? Oh, God. Schwarzenegger, James yeah. Bond. Miss, Amer- Miss America and Mr. Universe going up against Sonny. <laughs> yeah. Sonny Corleone. Oh. Uh, number 25 was another Schwarzenegger classic, The Running Man. Stop jingling your keys. I do what I want. <laughs> Sorry, he's, he's Sorry I was thinking about Running Man and just playing with things in my pocket. <laughs> Running Man, everybody should go and watch. Yeah. Particularly if you're a big fan of things like Battle Royale or The Hunger Games or Divergent. American Gladiator. American Gladiator. <laughs> Schwarzenegger in general. <laughs> <laughs> or Richard Dawson. <laughs> or, of course, the great actor of our time, Sven Olathorsen. Oh, Steve's hero. The role he was born to play. Oh, what if Sven Olathorsen had been in Congo? Ooh! That makes sense. He could have passed for like a South African. Oh my god, he totally could have been in Tremors 5. Yeah! He could be in Tremors 5. He could have been the helicopter pilot. That helicopter pilot is legit. That guy is my favorite. Indeed. Episode 26 The Brave Little Toaster Ghost from Mars. You know what I learned from that movie? Clowns are scary as fuck. That was the first one. Did you forget oh, the no, that's right, the balloons. balloons in space? Oh my god, that's right. They really dig that clown stuff home, don't they? Just drive it in. <laughs> Episode 27, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Yes, that movie is great. That movie doesn't get the credit it deserves. It's pretty fantastic. I... I'm going to stand by the greatest gremlin of all time is the flasher gremlin. <laughs> 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 By the way, I read this week. You know they're planning on doing a Gremlins 3? I heard about it, yeah. I feel like they're basing it on one of my memes I posted where Daniel Clam says, <laughs> What? In the sequel, I'm president? This is bullshit. Who <laughs> wrecked this crap? Well, he was based on Trump. He sure was. I feel like if he was like, Oh, yeah, that's right. We could totally cash in on that now. You can see practical effects in uh, movies again. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> it's not going to happen. Maybe. <laughs> Episode 28. Mm-hmm. Speed 2. Cruise Control. Uh, A.K.A. Willem Dafoe on a cruise. Willem Dafoe was <laughs> the best part of that movie. He kind of is. And also kind of the worst part. <laughs> what part of it did you not like him in? Uh, who's running this ship? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was that was that's, that more or less? Right, Green Goblin. <laughs> was that more or less entertaining than? 
Oh my god, I tripped again. Oh, I'm so clumsy. I am so mad at you because we're going to get mad. And, and you didn't tell us your real job was. <laughs> oh no, I'm feeling my bone again. <laughs> uh, speaking of horrible things done again, episode 29. Blues Brothers 2000. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Who's that writing? John the Revelator. That movie's horrible. Don't watch that movie. You don't need to waste your time. Just watch the, but watch, in honor of Carrie Fisher, watch the original one again. Yes. Oh, Carrie Fisher. Steve didn't even know she was in the I didn't even movie. know she was in the original Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you made me watch it last year, and it's fucking amazing. He thought he had seen it due to all of the just the tropes, the clips that get played, tropes, everything. Little he random sure. TV edits. And but yeah, Carrie Fisher with a bazooka. I mean, <laughs> she showed up with a bazooka. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you paused it because you didn't believe it was really her. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's not Carrie Fisher. No, no, no. What no. year is this? <laughs> uh, episode thirty. Batman and Robin. <laughs> Bat nipple! <laughs> Bat credit card! And Schwarzenegger getting paid a million dollars per ice pun. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I love the ice puns. They're so bad. They are pretty horrible. And you know what the worst part is? They're still better than all of the outfits. <laughs> and that, uh, that pretty much concluded uh, Suck Ass Sequel Month. Woo! Although the next episode, 31. Exorcist to the Heretic. Oh, that movie's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. But but not as bad as they made it out to oh, be. No, I've no, seen no. worse horror movies, that's for sure. You know what it is? That movie's not really so much bad as it is disappointing. Like yeah. it's boring. Yeah, 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 it really is. It's like, and the first one is the opposite of boring. Like, no. whether you like it or hate it, you're... It grips you. It's you're, awesome. Exactly. And so I think that's why everybody <laughs> considers it one of the worst sequels, is because it just has no punch to it. Yeah. Uh, well, so yeah, check it out. Why not? Check yeah. for yourself. Be disappointed. <laughs> be prepared to fast forward. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't worry. You'll be able to see the parts you should slow down and watch around <laughs> You'll see them coming. Episode the thirty-two of a bug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, am I riding a locust across the world right now? Episode thirty-two, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, that movie's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. <laughs> if you have not seen Pumpkinhead? Go watch it. Watch it now. And thank you to my wife Felicia for point for introducing me to that movie back in high school. Indeed. Indeed. Episode thirty-three. Speaking of things introduced when we're in high school. Blair Witch 2, The Book of Shadows. Oh, Jesus. There's no Book of Shadows! <laughs> There's no Blair Witch! Yeah! It's, it's bullshit! It's a bunch of psychopaths who kill each other. It is It is pretty bad. Don't watch that one. You don't need to. Watch Burn Notice instead. Yeah! Watch Burn Notice. Episode 34, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, I love that movie. That movie is actually pretty amazing. The more amazing. I watch it, the more I love that movie. <laughs> oh, see, what I like about it is, like, I'm a monster movie girl. I mm. like monster movies, and that is a good monster movie. Like, it's set up as a good monster movie. It, but there's no monster. It's still set up like one. Yeah. I mean, the monster, I mean... The monster is the cult. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, spoiler yeah, alert. No. <laughs> no, but like... Go watch I, it. It's amazing. So the, the original... What we learned from that one was that the original Halloween series was supposed to be a bunch of different movies every year that just yeah. were Halloween-themed um, yeah, instead of the slasher, you know, Mike, thing that Mike it became. Myers, yeah. And I really... I'm sad on what we missed out on. That would have been so cool. That would have been an interesting recurring kind of anthology series especially over the years like you just kind of yeah. see how horror progresses each year exactly I don't know. like yeah. kind of like what was trendy each year as far as horror and the zombie years and the vampire years mm-hmm. and I don't know the, the yeah witches were popular for a while oh witches <laughs> witch please <laughs> episode 35 G.I. Joe the rise of Cobra <laughs> that was a bad movie don't watch that movie uh, we have to bring up G.I. Joe Retaliation one of these days, the sequel. We, we have to. It's better. I think. It's got The Rock. He saves shitty franchises. He does sh- save shitty franchises. Look at Fast and Furious. Or a picture of a little fan. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, that's yeah. no, that hasn't happened yet. It's not going to also, happen. Also, <laughs> A, it's not franchise, and B, it doesn't need to be saved. Not yet. Anyway. Don't make me kick you in the dick. <laughs> I love you, sweetie. I love you, too. Episode 36, Gem of the Holograms. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, don't watch this movie. We the, barely did. The movie nobody was asking for. <laughs> and nobody watched. Oh, the movie that literally bent its, its fans over a barrel and raped them. Mm. I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 37, my Little Pony, A Very Minty Christmas. More enjoyable than Jim and Holograms. Still want to throw a punch, Rainbow Dash, or whatever her name is. That's going to be our first podcast. It's going to be our first podcast t- t-shirt. It's going to be, I want to throw a punch. Love <laughs> <laughs> it. I like it. I buy one. Episode 38. Oh, no, wait. Yes, episode 38. Where'd it go? Inspector Gadget 2. Ugh. This is another movie that was just boring. It wasn't interesting. Yeah. It was a kid's show, that's for sure. Yeah, but, it, like, if I saw that as a kid, I would have been angry. Like, I was angry when I had to watch Pete's Dragon, because it's a piece of crap. <laughs> oh, my God, Pete's Dragon is horrible. <laughs> We've talked about bringing it up on the podcast, and I keep saying no, because I no. don't want to watch it again. No, and we don't want to watch the uh, the new version, either. <laughs> mm. Uh, oh no, it's a story about a kid who's being abused by his parents, and so he makes up a pretend dragon to protect himself. It's a story of pedophilia! And what the hell is Mickey Rooney jumping in this thing for? Pedophilia! <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode 40. This was a good one. Special guest host, Scott. Oh, yeah. He just blew us. My head is like a shark's fin. No arms and short sleeves. <laughs> Uh, it's fucking incredible. <laughs> and the movie was pretty good, too. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea, if you just want a fun action film with LL Cool J battling sharks. <laughs> and don't forget Sam Jackson. And oh. Sam Jackson getting eaten by sharks. <laughs> you want a freaking shark like Joey Fatone. <laughs> oh, and we, yeah, that was a fun episode. We got drunk with Scott, and it was fun. Yeah, listen to the whole episode. It's fucking entertaining throughout. Yeah. <laughs> Not just us joining on. <laughs> Episode 41, which is worse, Jaws 3 or Jaws the Revenge? <laughs> That's one. That's pretty bad. <laughs> They're both pretty bad. Um, <laughs> but only one has Dennis Quaid. 
<laughs> True. <laughs> and the other has Mike Cocaine. <laughs> Mike Cocaine. And then, of course, episode 42, Shark Lake. Dolph That's Lundgren, about it. Baby. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren against a bunch of bull sharks. Yeah. Well, Dolph Lundgren against a bunch of bull, anyway. Ha-ha, <laughs> 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 uh, And then, of course, today, four rooms. Four rooms, uh, yeah. We've come yeah. a long way. Indeed, indeed. So now we come to the end of 2016. We must talk about the best movies of 2016. Yes, we do. That we've still, watched. <laughs> also, if you're still listening, thank you. I know this is draining yes. on and on. Yes, thank you. Kind of a longer episode, but so you're in spectacular. Woo-hoo! Uh, so yeah, any uh, any thoughts on the uh, best movies of 2016? Alrighty, so a lot of movies came out this year, many of which I did not watch. <laughs> <laughs> For example, we did not watch Doctor Strange. Zootopia, or really any other kids' movie except Jungle Book, because we gotta go see that one for free. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see them. This is not saying I don't want to see a bunch of the Disney and Pixar ones. The opportunity just has not arisen. Yeah. Uh, we don't pay to see movies. Steve gets us a lot of movies to be seen through his job, and actually, unfortunately, a lot of them aren't even great movies that we no, get to see. That's, yeah, so it's not exactly the uh, rogue ones and stuff like that. It's more the second tier ones where they're like, Maybe we can get some buzz going if we let him watch a, an early think of it. Uh, perfect example, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice was a free movie. Uh. <laughs> but also, uh, Sully was uh, Sully was a great movie. I, yeah. I, I like Sully All right, a lot. So, so before we go deep into it, do we want to do our top three and our bottom three? Let's do it. Shall we start with our bottom three? Let's start with our bottom three. All right, everybody's going to hate me for this. Um... Ghostbusters is going to have to be in my bottom three. There's not in any particular order. Ooh, that's my bottom number one, so... <laughs> and it wasn't that I absolutely disliked it. It was that uh, it didn't need to be a Ghostbusters movie. No. I think that all three of those women are perfectly good comedians. I think they can be highly entertaining, and I think that trying to keep it within the Ghostbusters universe shackled them in a way. Yeah. Um, and did them a disservice. If you want to do a funny ghost movie with these actresses, make it okay that it doesn't have to belong to a franchise that was already successful. They didn't stay within the universe of Ghostbusters, really? which pissed off a lot of people. Um, cameos were horseshit. Uh, the cameos were money grabs, I mean, if gonna, obviously. Yeah, if you're going to tie it in, tie it in. Uh, it just wasn't funny. That that was my number one thing. If you're supposed to be like a action comedy kind of thing, you really have to have a little bit of comedy in there. And I... Don't think I laughed out loud once that entire time. There movie. were a couple of laughs. I would say the biggest problem with it was that it didn't know who it was for. The movie, a lot of the jokes were really kid-oriented jokes. Like, you could see how little kids would think they were hilarious. Fart noises and stuff. Like, yeah. fart noises. And, and physical like, comedy. Gratuitous vomiting. Yeah, oh, my God. But then there would be scenes that were way too adult. I would not let kids, like maybe under 11 C, like if they were my kids, at least I would not enjoy it if I was, you know, certain age. So I don't think this movie knew who it was for. Like it was trying to be for adults, it was trying to be for kids, um, and it just, it didn't hit the note. That's the biggest thing. So I didn't hate it because I'm a sexist. I didn't hate it (laughs) for any of those reasons. It just, it, I didn't hate this movie. It just didn't, it didn't hit. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't hit for me either. And I had high expectations, of course, Ghostbusters being one of my favorite movies of all time, but at the same time, it like wasn't even good for like a remake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I 
as you know, I'm forgiving with that kind of stuff. I love Ghostbusters too, so yeah, yeah. My it at least had funny moments. <laughs> my threshold for film. Where are you from, Janusz? <laughs> the upper west side. <laughs> See, yeah. funny. Yeah, I even yeah. thought that was funny as kid. Alrighty. Uh, another movie that just didn't hit it for me that I was really disappointed in, What's Sausage that? Party. Ah, damn it, that was my number three, too. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, it had its funny moments, but it seemed like 80% of the movie was just saying fucking shit and doing all that kind of stuff just because it hadn't been done before. Yeah, they, they took a really, really good concept <clears throat> of making an animated movie for adults and Man. putting these really cute childlike characters in very adult situations and they pushed it too far. It, yeah. To the, like, to make, th again, to make things funny, you have to use some restraint. You can't use fuck as the, half the words in the script yeah. for them to hold the same amount of punch. Unless you're Quentin Tarantino, but go on. Well, no, but, but <laughs> in Tarantino films, again, they don't hold the same punch. Whereas, yeah. like, a movie like uh, All is Lost, it only has three words in it. He doesn't say them until a good hour and a half in, isn't it? Fuck! Is that the most well-earned fuck in the history of fucks? Absolutely. <laughs> Go see All Is Lost. It is a great flick, that starring Robert Redford and nothing else. <laughs> and a boat. <laughs> All right, and then I'm gonna say my uh, my my number three. Oh, it's gonna have to be a tie. Is one of them Gods of Egypt? One of them is Gods of Egypt. That movie is fucking horrible. <laughs> I wanted to like it so much. Gerard Butler does his Gerard Butleriest, but that Gerard movie is Butler complete Gerard Butler does everything he can to try and save that film. Yeah, the effects were surprisingly bad. Really bad. Like, Spy Kids 3D bad. <laughs> but made this year, as opposed to 98 yeah. or whatever that came out. And then I say, I'm tied with... Because I was so disappointed in it, Hail Caesar. Uh, that was on my list, but yeah, I was kind of disappointed with that. And again, oh. it's not a bad film. It just yeah. was really disappointing because there's so many opportunities for them to do so much with it, to make it really poignant, to make it really funny, to make it really scary, to make it very thrilling, and they just don't take any of them. They yeah. go with the most boring route. Although I have to say there's a musical number in there. Yeah. That I'm bring that up. Channing Tatum's music number at the Sailors and Yeah. See, I just didn't think that scene was very funny. Yeah, it kinda of went on a bit. It's fun but. to play with. Like yeah. it's fun to do back and forth with somebody, but to watch it was really obnoxious. Yeah. And there is a cameo in that film oh that I'm God. not going to spoil for somebody. Uh, I'm going to make you suffer through it the way that we suffered through it. And you're <laughs> going to go, hey, that kind of looks like, holy fuck that. That is him. <laughs> we had to pause it, rewind it, and IMDb. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to give you a hint, though, about this cameo. There can only be one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's basically my, my bottom three were okay. uh, Ghostbusters, Gods of Egypt, and Sausage Party. So... But I'm glad you yeah. threw Hail Caesar in there too. I just didn't care for it. It was it was disappointing. Yeah, that was yeah. Cohen Brothers. Yeah, you know, yeah. High expectations. Yeah. But now the right. top three. Top three movies. Woo! What's your number three, sweetie? My number three. Um. Hmm. Oh, this is tough. Uh, I'm gonna first say special award goes to Sully. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Sully that's was a good little flick. That's a movie to take your mom to go see. Yeah, totally. Um, you'll just leave the theater feeling happy. Yeah, it's, Tom Hanks, director Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. You just it, it makes you feel good about life. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so my number three, I'm going to go with Jungle Book. I really liked Jungle Book. Jungle Book was good. That was like number five or six on mine, but I really liked the Jungle Book. Yeah. How about you? What was your number three? Um, I was going to go with Suicide Squizod. Yeah. It I'm wasn't as bad as everybody said it was. It was pretty bad at points. I did not care for the Joker at all. He should have just been completely cut oh, out of the fucking movie. Jared Leto? Yeah. That was just pointless. And it's and angering that he's still, like, the number one face on all the ads and stuff yeah, for it. Yeah, Because he's in the film for maybe a total of three minutes. Yeah. I, but it was, you know, it was action. It, well, I can see there's only a couple action parts that kind of dragged on a little bit. Um, but as far as, like, the superhero movies this year, I liked it better than Batman v Superman, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked it better than X-Men Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. I even liked it better than Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Captain America Civil War was basically Batman v Superman three months later. I, I, no, I don't know, know if I'm was. the only one that says it. No, but. no, you're wrong, honey. Uh, Captain America Civil War was uh, Iron Man 3. Not Iron Man 3 wasn't Iron Man 3? Uh, no, I'm saying like it's, it's, it's the oh. Captain America version of... Iron Man 3. The Iron Man was in Civil War, right? Oh, I know he was, but it was, it was the main character sitting in the corner crying a lot. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people sitting in the corner crying. Why do superheroes have to cry? It's not necessary, guys. Just saying. Uh, so, yeah, Suicide Squad. You yeah. know, Michael Roby's hot. Will Smith yeah. was... I mean, Will Smith was in it. Yeah, and he did a good job. I yeah. don't know. I was just disappointed because, again, it was one of those movies where they had all of these opportunities that they just didn't take. Yeah. Like, there's a moment to be super badass. Nope, you're not going to take it, okay? Yeah, I blame studios. Anyway. Alrighty. How about you? So, for my number two, I actually have a tie. <laughs> Is one of them pop star, Never Stop, Never Stopping? Absolutely. I love that fucking movie. Oh, that movie was so good. <laughs> and I'm mad at myself for not seeing it sooner. Yes, pop star, never stop, never stopping. Go watch it. It is so funny. It is. It's basically a take on, like, the Justin Bieber... Um, Oh my god, Never Stop Believin' or whatever the hell his movie was. It's even from the same director as it. <laughs> uh, but starring The Lonely Island. Exactly. Uh, Adam Sandberg. Sam Sandberg? Sandborn? Whatever. Yeah, that oh, guy. It's so good. Good stuff. It has two Beatles in it. <laughs> yes. It has two Beatles in it. One of them saying, doink the doink. <laughs> He's acting like gay marriage isn't okay. It's okay now. <laughs> Not gay. Uh, and that is tied with Conjuring 2. Conjuring 2 was really good. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I really enjoyed it. But I like a good monster film. Yeah. And that had a great monster. Absolutely. Conjuring 2 was pretty awesome. And that's why the, the nun or whatever is getting her spinoff. Kind of yeah. like Annabelle did from the first There time. was a scene with a dog. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that still gives me the creeps. Yeah. Ooh, we should watch that. <laughs> um, yeah, can we watch that tonight? Absolutely. All right. Bring in the new year right with pee in our pants. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, that was a good one. Like, I enjoy the characters. If you don't like the characters from The Conjuring, you're not going to like this one. Like, you have to buy into the two main characters. You have to buy, you know, you, you, you have to believe them to yeah. a certain extent. You, you know, there is some suspension of disbelief. You have to set aside some of your other thoughts about, uh, you know, some of the side characters, like, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it's a really good horror flick. I, like, all the yeah. way through, too, it keeps you... I mean, it doesn't really have a slow part. It has slower parts, but it's still, like, some things are happening where you, like, pay attention. It's like, wait, what was that? What? Because it's a good mix of... It's horror and it's a thriller. Yeah. It, it 
there's a lot of it builds a lot of tension before it gives you the payoff, and that's what makes a really good spooky movie. Tension and release, yeah. Exactly. Um, and at this time, I assume we're both up to our number one. I have a feeling we might have the same number one. I also want to point out that basically in the last 12 months there have been two Star Wars movies, and we've actually both seen both of them. Yeah, we have. Like, in theaters. Uh, the Force Awakens, and of course, this Rogue One Star Wars story. What do you think about those movies, sweetie? Um, I really liked Force Awakens. I thought it was fun. I did feel like it was kind of just a remake of another kind of Star like. Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in a good, in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. It was enjoyable, but I have to say for me, not super memorable. I literally just saw Rogue One. Not very memorable. I see. I saw Rogue One as well. I liked it. Um, you know, obviously you've all if you've all either seen it or heard about it. <coughs> Everybody dies at the end, kind of a bummer, blah blah blah. But you kind of knew that going in too, if you're in the Star Wars yeah. universe or whatever. Um, God damn, those CGI characters were kind of scary. Uh, the Uncanny Valley is real. It's and true. they have dead doll eyes. It's That's true. pretty much it. Make and them blink. And the more they try and make their eyes look realistic, the creepier it gets. Because the more you know it's not. The more you can see into the, their soul and it looks like the Matrix. No. Um, but yeah, so that's why they didn't make the top three for me. I mean, they were good flicks. I liked them. But yeah. just, just going to crack a pop star and never stop, never stop. And, and <laughs> well, they weren't bad movies. They were movies we'd already seen, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. So I think we're in agreement on what our first, our number one movie of the year was. Possibly, I don't know. What's your number one? Well, it goes a little something like this. Right, ladies and gentlemen, number one movie of 2016, hands down. Oh Deadpool. my god! <laughs> Did you guys forget that that came out this year? That was what back in February. That was for Valentine's Day. Yeah. That was oh the only movie I believe we paid for to see this year. Yeah. <laughs> Did we pay for that one? We did. We did. Oh we went for Valentine's Day. That's right. I'm taking my lady out. <laughs> we we broke our tradition of watching Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> and Orgasmo. <laughs> That's right. That was our first Valentine's Day. Oh. And a couple after. Mm. It was also before we were married too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Mm. Mm. That would have been thing. right around. That would have been. You had proposed to me just a day or two before. That's that? right. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> that might have been our first movie as an engaged couple. Aww. Ah, my diabetes. <laughs> so sweet. Oh, right. Deadpool. It was Deadpool. everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, it's kind of sad that the director in the studio and the stars are apparently having problems doing the sequel, but, yeah, just a great little flick. And, yeah, very tongue-in-cheek, very 
you know, points out its own flaws at times, oh, yeah. but just a lot of fun. And Both like the studio couldn't afford any other action. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I don't even see people walking the background or something. It was a little movie that shouldn't have happened. No. I mean, it's an extra, it's a, it's an R-rated superhero movie. Yeah. And they did a, I think they did a pretty good job protecting themselves as far as like when it was coming out. There were, I, the only ads I saw were basically like, kids, don't ask your parents to see this movie. This movie isn't for you. Yeah. And when your parents complain, they're not going to make another one. Or the the Deadpool Santa seat. Yeah. That we saw everywhere and plenty of pictures of me posing with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good oh, times. Sexy motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> the Deadpool movie of 2016. Oh, absolutely. But we're ever looking into the future. And so we have to look into future episodes, potentially, <laughs> with 2017 movies. But first. First. Another beverage, my lady? Yes. In fact, I'm feeling, since this is near the end of the episode, something epic. Uh, how about an eclipse? <gasps> From 5050 oh. Brewing. Excellent. So yeah, this, uh, this imperial stout brewed with honey from Truckee, California. Oh, uh, we picked this up during our wedding weekend. That's right. Yeah, back in August, we got this up at the actual brewery up there. 50-50 Brewing again. I didn't emphasize that. Yeah, seeing if there's any... Yeah, it says brewed with honey. It's an imperial stout. Mm -hmm. I can see that from the side. Indeed. And it's 11.9%. All right. A wax cap on that one, so not quite the same noise, but... Here comes the pour. Oh my god. Oh. So if you've never had Eclipse, light does not pass this beer. Mm. Like, if you can get a highlight out of it in a place where it's like thinned out in your glass, it maybe you'll have a ruby highlight. Yeah, it's barrel aged, and if you can get the platinum. black, yeah. Yeah, oh, and the head on this is like the color of a latte. Like, it is a very yeah. dark, dark khaki. Um, now, Steve and I have actually tried the platinum version of this, which I believe goes for almost $100 a bottle. About that, yeah. Um, and it is barrel-aged in Pappy Van Winkle bottle yes. barrels, which if you don't know what that is, Google it. It's Did you Google it? Do you have an erection? The finest whiskey. <laughs> yeah, this might be one of the greatest beers I've ever put in my mouth. Absolutely. This is, if money's no object, this is what I put in my mouth. <laughs> oh, goddamn, this is a good beer. Is it good? Yeah. So we got the one brewed with honey this time, uh, because money was an object, because we had just gotten married. Mm. Yeah. Oh my one God. pint uh, is six fluid ounces for Yeah, it was 22 ounce bomber. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. And it retailed for about 25 30 something like that. So wasn't the $60 one? Maybe it was. I don't know. Um, let's see. Oh this one God, was brewed good. in 2015, as it's handwritten on the bottle. Uh, brewed and bottled by 5050 Brewing in Truckee, California. So this Jeez. is actually the beer, from what I hear, uh, that Goose Island's barrel-aged Imperial Stout is attempting to imitate. Yeah. Well, yeah. at least they were attempting to imitate it before uh, InBev bought them. I don't yeah. they still are. It's just rich, decadent, chocolatey, a lot of coffee in there, little pop notes and stuff. It's just like, almost like drinking... God. It's like <laughs> drinking a chocolate cake that has also been soaked in whiskey. Yes, yeah, like a 
bourbon soaked chocolate yeah, cake. It's yeah, it's just fantastic. Every last drop of it. If you like barrel aged things, if you like deep, rich flavors, find mm. yourself up at like near Lake Tahoe. Head over to Truckee. You will not be disappointed. Oh my god, that's delicious. Ah, so good. Mm. And it has me looking even more forward to 2017, uh, where we have some incredible opportunities for bad movies coming out. What would those be, Steve? Well, for example, uh, next week, January 6th, Underworld returns with Underworld Blood Wars. Okay, the first Underworld I was super into. Absolutely. I love monster movies. I have always loved movies where werewolves weren't necessarily a full bad guy, like they were kind of a creature uncon unable to control their powers. Um, the first one I was super into. The second one made me want to burn the house down. <laughs> <laughs> and the third and fourth after that, just kind of like, nope, nope, Never nope, watched. we're done. I was done. I tapped out. I went, you know what, I'm going to let the, the first one stand on its own. Well, maybe this one will bring you back. Who knows? We'll find out once it, com once it comes out on DVD. <laughs> we ain't paying to see that shit. Exactly. The following week, um, a movie called Monster Trucks. You may have seen a trailer for it. I you may not, not have heard anything it. about it. What is Monster Trucks about, Steve? It's apparently a movie that, in the middle of production, was so bad, they already claimed a loss of a hun over $100 million as, like, a tax write-off for this year. Oh, Steve, we have to see this movie. I, again, once it comes out on DVD, so I assume three weeks after it comes out in theaters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it, it stars some Australian guy. Uh, I, I don't never heard of him. I don't, I don't recall who it is, but... It's a truck that is also a monster, and apparently oh, there are several of them, hence oh, monster yeah. trucks. <laughs> I, oh, I, I feel yeah. like it may be one of those movies they came up with the title before the movie. <laughs> oh, goodness, maybe I have seen an ad for this. All right, keep talking, I'm going to look this All up. Right. And then January 20th, Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Vin Diesel returns to the Triple X franchise, a scant 15 years after <laughs> his first one. Oh, my God. Oh, this the, is going to be bad. The Extreme Sports Superhero or Hero movie. The Extreme Sports James Bond, I think, is what it was sold as 15 years ago. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. <laughs> oh, God, I did see an ad for this. For Monster Trucks? For Monster Trucks, yeah. yeah. It doesn't look great, right? Oh, this looks terrible. Yeah. Oh, oh, Steve. That is just like a turtle coming out of that truck. Yeah, oh my god, there's an eye coming out of the dashboard. It, no, it, it's going to be horrible. It's probably going to be a show. Oh, this is going to... Oh, oh is wow, January is such a great month for bad movies. Uh, January 27th, Resident Evil, the final chapter, starring Mia Jovovich. Oh, we're going to have to see it at some point, because she is uh, the woman you should have married. It's absolutely true. I mean, what? No, <laughs> never. Yeah, well, well I mean, you know, since Alyssa's shoe's unavailable. It's true. She's <laughs> happily married. Mia Jovovich, probably still married. <laughs> to ish. a director, I'm guessing. She's <laughs> <laughs> married-ish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, uh, February 10th is a good weekend. It has Fifty Shades Darker. What? Yeah. I have zero intention. Uh, and also what? John Wick Chapter 2. That I'm excited I, about. We may have to do that for Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, yes. By the way, if you've not seen John Wick, go see John Wick. <laughs> Maybe coming on a future episode, because that movie's fucking amazing. It's not a bad movie. No. It's a great movie. It is an action movie 
starring Keanu about him avenging the death of his puppy. Mm-hmm. It is puppy vengeance. Indeed. Oh, do you think this one's going to have flashbacks? And this is chapter in the two. Hall? Probably. Ah! <laughs> one, one can only hope. Um, coming February 17th, The Great Wall. That uh, movie about the Great Wall in China starring Matt Damon. You know, the whitewash one everyone's talking about. Yeah, no, I don't want to see it either. <laughs> However, March 3rd, Logan. The quote-unquote final Wolverine movie. <sighs> that they just announced that uh, Ryan Reynolds apparently makes a cameo. As uh, Deadpool. <laughs> That's the one where all the uh, the mutants are dying, right? Yeah. And then there's like one child who's... Who's different, yes. Okay. That's the one. Looks looks super depressing. I love the trailer though. With the trailer uh, was so good. The trailers lie. Trailers they do. lie. They do. Can't sleep. The trailers are lying. You, you know what trailer doesn't lie? <laughs> what? March tenth. Kong Skull <laughs> Island. I am so fucking oh, excited oh, about this excited. movie. Oh, that movie's gonna be so bad. I'm so. It's excited. one of those things like, oh, okay, it's a King Kong movie. All right, that's cool. What? Samuel L. Jackson's gonna be in it? Yes. What? Tom Hiddleston doesn't even speak in the trailer? Yes! That's good. And then they pulled John C. Riley out of their ass. <laughs> yes, they do. And I say, yes, I will watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I will see your bet, sir. I will see it. <laughs> and call. <laughs> March 24th. Power Rangers. Not interested. What if I told you Brian Cranston was in it? He's going to be in it the way he was in Godzilla. Exactly. Fuck them in their faces. As the voice of Zordon. <laughs> I, I didn't grow up with Power Rangers. That wasn't my thing when I was a kid. I mean, I should have been the right age for oh, it. I, but I grew up around that time and did not care for him at all. It wasn't It wasn't my thing. I was busy watching uh, Animaniacs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Uh, April 14th. Fate of the Furious. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> also known as... Fast and the Furious 8. But yeah, Fate it's of the Furious. F8! It's, it's F8! F8. You get it? Oh. You get it? So, Vin Diesel, The Rock. I'm guessing no Paul Walker in this one. <laughs> Unless they pull a Rogue One. You never know. It's only been one year, not 30. <laughs> uh, and then you throw in Shirley Theron. Who, you know, I'll watch it. I'll watch Furiosa. That's right. It's Fast and the Furiosa. That's right. Fast and... <laughs> I should have been the name of that movie. <laughs> yeah, they would. They couldn't handle that. And uh, we have a theory. We're gonna we're gonna throw it out here now. After watching the first trailer, it's basically the plot from GI Joe: Rise of Cobra. Yeah. In which there's mind control nanobots. Yep. So I'm going with nanobots. If that's what you're going with, Hollywood, you better change that shit quick. <laughs> <laughs> we demand a rewrite. <laughs> May fifth. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I'm super excited. About I am that. excited about that one too. I, fully, I just brought it up just I am to get fully it. prepared for it to be terrible. Yeah. In case it is, I'm sure it's fantastic. I don't think it will be, but I am prepared because bad things have happened to good movies. Mm. Sorry, I'm drinking this Eclipse and it's fucking delicious. And he has an erection. <laughs> oh, it's good pod, sweetie. You don't have to tell them everything. <laughs> Well, honey, I have to tell them what they don't see. That's true. <laughs> they can't hear my zipper ripping. <laughs> May 19th, Baywatch. Nope. <laughs> nope. Also May 19th, Annabelle 2. That's right. 
the sequel to the movie about a doll from The Conjuring. I'm into er, that. Insidious. No, The Conjuring. It's Conjuring. Conjuring, yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway. And they're basically the same They're basically movies. the same movies from the same fucking directors, the same fucking cast, but, you know. Alright, so... I, I liked Annabelle for exactly what it was, a cheesy horror movie, yeah. and so I am totally 100% into the sequel of the <laughs> well, cheesy horror movie. Somehow the doll survives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, May 26th, Pirates... Five, whatever they're calling it. I think Dead Men Tell No Tales or something like that. I'm into it. I'm into I'm into the Pirates franchise as long as they all just stop crying for a while so they yeah. go back to the action. I saw the preview when I saw Rogue One last week. Not that interesting. I saw the preview too. It wasn't the greatest preview, but previews <laughs> lie. That's true. That's true. June 2nd. Wonder Woman! It's right before my birthday! That may be your birthday treat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of excited for it. It's yeah. Wonder Woman. It's a movie. Can't yeah. matter, right? I mean, at least she's going to have a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, June 9th. And this is probably the last one I'm going to bring up. The day after my birthday. The Mummy. The reboot oh. with Tom Cruise. Steve, do you think we can get a double feature for my birthday? Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman and, the, and mummy? the Mummy? Ooh. Oh, I just noticed something looking at these listings here. Yeah. Uh, the weekend of June 9th also comes out World War Z2. Not interested. Yeah. Do you think that might be confused, though, when at the same theater you have World War Z2 and Wonder Woman? No, I don't think... Set during World War II? <laughs> <laughs> no, Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that was planning on World War Z2's part, perhaps? <laughs> Maybe. Hoping a couple kids get confused and they're like, why are there zombies? <laughs> World War Z. So I read the book. Yeah. It's a really good book. Yeah, yeah. And basically it's a guy going through and interviewing the survivors of the zombie apocalypse ten years after it happened. Yeah. Very interesting. From uh, Max Brooks, right? Correct. Yeah. The guy Shout who wrote Brooks. the Yeah, and the guy who wrote the uh, zombie survival guide, which I also read, which was great. Thank you to my wife Felicia for getting me those for my birthday one year. Thank um, you. A really interesting concept of like people who survived the zombie apocalypse and it's ten years after. So when the movie came out and was like, oh, it's going to have Brad Pitt, I was like, oh, interesting. He's going to be the interviewer, right? Nope, nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it whatsoever. And, yeah, it sucks balls. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to, the first half of 2017. Uh, Ooh, so excited. These are going to be great movies to So much fodder to for our watch. podcast. Oh, I'm uh, excited. So many disapproving grounds. <laughs> and let's say maybe you guys have another idea of a movie we should watch or check out. You can definitely hit us up on all the social medias. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. Patreon. Uh, well, not Patreon, I guess, yet. But uh-huh. if you go to podbean.com uh, uh, slash EILFM, we got a little Patreon page for you and we get a lot of good stuff coming into 2017. But we'll share that with you via social media. So please. Subscribe to all of them. Alright. So until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything Everything I Learned from from Movies. movies. Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy New Year's. And thanks for making it to the end of the episode. You guys are amazing. Yeah. Sorry it's a long one. Hopefully you loved it. Let us know how we did. Uh, World War (laughs) II, too. (laughs) Sweetie, just think about Fate and the Furious.